Hey, I'm here at Casual Connect, and with me today is a special guest. How about you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Barry from Sound Rangers. Okay. Yeah, and what's what's Sound Rangers about? Sound Rangers is two things. We're a, a custom sound and music development company, and we are also a library of sound effects built for games and game developers. Okay. And for most smaller game developers, what part of the service are they using the most? Um, we see a lot of people, uh, smaller game developers, using our library because it's a really easy and inexpensive way to source sound effects and music for your game. And in the library, we've built the library uh, in a way that allows developers to find sounds quickly, find the right kind of sounds that are built specifically for games, uh, and then download them straight to their machine. So, so this is something where developers can just go in, listen to all the sounds, and within five or ten minutes just be able to download the rest of thing. Yeah, so if you wanted, let's say you were looking for a the sound of a uh, a cannon or something, you would search for a cannon and then you would audition the sound and it's about $1.85 and then you download it straight to your machine in either wave or AI format. So it's a really great way, great way for people who, are, who have very tight turnarounds and are on maybe on a limited budget to get sounds that are actually built for games. So one of the things that makes our library a lot different from others is that we have built the sounds to fit the requirements of a game developer and what that means are is that we have short looping files. So for instance, if you're building a racing game and you need the sound of a race car engine looping, we have gone out and recorded a race car, uh, recorded the engine in a manner that will allow us to loop it correctly so that all you need to do is drop it into your build and it'll loop seamlessly and you've got the you know a car engine loop. With other libraries, you have to find the source material. Oftentimes it was never recorded with uh, a looping format in mind, yeah. so it's nearly impossible to a, find the right content, and even if you do, it's impossible to loop it correctly. So what we've done is, is done years of field recording that will allow um, game developers to find what they're looking for really quickly and find uh, sounds that they can plug and play into their game. So, so your stuff is then optimized for digital games versus the other ones. Yes, exactly. So, you know, in, in addition to the loops, so we have background ambient loops. Um, in really, you know, because in a lot of, especially in casual games, you have to pay attention to uh, memory requirements and bandwidth requirements. So you can't put a 30-second looping, you know, fo magical forest sound in your game. It has to be, you know, four or five seconds in loops so that you don't hear the loop point. So, we've built these sounds to do that for you, and we have, uh, you know, multiple variations of sound. So if you need uh, the sound of a creature roaring, you know, in games you need, you know, three variations of that roar, three variations, three variations of the, of the, the, uh, the monster attacking, three variations of it being hit. So we have included multiple variations, uh, and that because the sounds were all built from the same source, those variations will all work together, and that's impossible to find in other libraries. And other libraries, usually you have to wait to get the CD or something else. Um, yeah. Can you talk about what inspired you to be able to quickly download your things? Which is awesome. I think that's a, that's a huge step. I haven't seen many other companies do that for, for short tracks. I've seen them do it for like longer music, but not for the short sound effects. Okay. Well, we originally started out um, in 1998 is when we first launched the library. And there was, there was only one other company doing it at the time. And we decided that... Um, putting sound effects out on the CD were, was really going to limit our ability to distribute our stuff. So we decided to, you know, we found the technology, we got all the credit card processing stuff in place, we had the library, and we figured out a way to distribute it online so that anybody at any time, anywhere in the world, could instantly download something. And that also allowed us to not have to build 
you know, a lot of times with DVDs, CD-based terrestrial stuff, you have to have a certain amount of sounds, and then whoever's buying it may not want all those sounds, so we thought it'd be a great idea to just sell sounds one at a time. So if you needed one dog bark, all you bought was one dog bark, not a CD full of a thousand other sounds that you didn't use. And and so uh, the other thing is is that, you know, we're sitting here in Seattle, it's, you know, 11 o'clock a.m., and, and you could be clear across the world in the middle of the night and you need a quick sound, you can download it because the store's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And you also then talked about the custom sound in music. Can you yeah. talk? So is that is that where you just work directly with the game developer to do their music? Can you talk about that some more? Yeah, we do a lot of custom uh, development. So for instance, we're we're currently working on a 360 Wii title, and what we generally do is we will work directly with the developer. We're an outsourcing solution for them, but because we're in Seattle and there's a big hotbed of developers up here, there's a lot of people we in town we work directly with. So we will do all of the game production um, in our studios away from the developer, but part of our package is that we'll go on site, meet with you know the, the producer, the art leads, the animation leads, the level designers, and all the, all the moving parts that allow us to get the sound implemented correctly, which is also a big thing because you have to kind of sit with these people and make sure that they know that there is sound that's going to come in and they can't finish their stuff up right before the game shifts. We need some time to get that stuff all implemented and, and it's just a better way for us to integrate what we're doing into a game because you have direct contact with the people that are taking the sound and music and putting them into the game. So, And um, can you talk about, um, can you give game developers an idea of the importance of sound and sound design for their games? I mean, it's something that usually they neglect. Yeah, um, and yeah well, it's hugely important. I mean, we, we, we did a talk about this on Monday in, in that when you have really bad uh, voiceover and music and sound, it's really distracting from the gameplay. Are a lot of the players just turning off the sound anyways because they're playing it? They're playing a game while they're doing other things. It's possible. I don't know. I don't have access to that usability data, I guess. But I think that, from my perspective, one of the most compelling things about the games that I have played a lot are that I thought the sound design and music was really excellent. And I still remember. I think the first, the first Unreal tournament that was released, the guy that did the sound design did a really fabulous job because he put all every sound had a really you know had a great character to it. So you know when the flag cannon is being pumped, you know, you you know the hair on the back of your neck goes up because like oh there's you know I'm about to get destroyed you know but I can hear this sound somewhere in the environment I don't know where it's coming from but I can hear it and it makes you react to the game in a completely different way if you're you know just playing a record in the back so so we try and you know make really engaging sounds you know I think that if to use like a, the cinematic analogy you know the first Star Wars money was movie was very notorious for having really fabulous sounds like everybody knows what a lightsaber sound is and and that sound really identified a lot of things in that movie to the to the to the film goer and, and it's I think stuck with us for a lot of years and it's no different in games. So when you have really great music and sound and, and from a music standpoint things are getting more and more cinematic in games so there isn't any reason why you should have a you know like in a, in a maybe a console game you have a front end theme and then you have that same theme you know reharmonized down across other levels and mini games and combat Would you say that there's anything as identifiable as the lightsaber? Um, any game that's that's created that level of identifiability or no? Not yet. Like maybe it's still. Well, there's some stuff out there. I think that that had 
I mean, th there's so much variety in games that it's hard to really pinpoint any one example, but the, um, the example I just gave about, for me personally, Unreal Tournament, there were some great sounds in there, and I, I still remember them to this day, and there's, there's certain sound effects that all of us sound designers know about that were used on that game. I think there's a wind loop when the, the, in the front end that uh, we know, like we, we know exactly what library that came from and which sound it was. So it's kind of fun to geek out on that stuff and try and identify where it came from. But but the film stuff, because it reaches such a wide audience and there's not as obviously as many films, more of a linear thing, and it, it is what it is. It's easier to identify that stuff and. and you know, using that example, the guy that did the sound design for that film is notorious for going out and using, doing really creative things to build the sounds for that movie. So we kind of try to do the same thing, but you know, oftentimes with games, there's so many sounds, yeah. and because they're not linear, you hear them over and over and over and over and over. You know, there's a lot of so, you know, that's that's a good question. Is that even a really a bad thing to actually replay the same sound over and over again? You said that in your sound library, you have like many different variations of the same option. Is that a technique? that developers should use to actually make it more interesting. Yeah, definitely, because if you, you know, like these days, if you hear the same, you know, the sage storm clang over and over and over and over, it gets really repetitive. So one of the things you have to do from an implementation standpoint is you have to have multiple variations of that sound. So it sounds like the same sound, but it's being altered um, timing-wise and pitch-wise, and just the little slight adjustments that are made across different variations really make it come to life. So you can have, you know, five sword clangs all sound kind of the same, but each and every one is slightly different, so it just sounds more realistic. So, so for instance, what we did, uh, we get when we were talking on Monday, we went out and uh, recorded an African lion a couple of uh, months ago, and we knew, and we were working on a project where we had to had to have, have a uh, build a lot of creature sounds, and all the creatures needed, um, you know, three emotes for an attack, three emotes for a, a pain sound, three emotes for a, uh, you know, like uh, a death sound, for instance, and. In order for us to build that, we had to have a lot of source that was already was all recorded in the same place, so the continuity is the same amongst all the sounds. So we had the lion roar for us, you know, 20 times, and we'll take those 20 roars, and and each and every one of them sounds a little bit different. So you can like take three of those and use those as like an attacking monster sound or whatever. And are there any other best design or sound design practices that you would recommend for design uh, game developers out there? Yeah, I mean, I think. I think probably if you have the time and the budget, building stuff from the ground up is a really great way to go because it's sometimes, and, and this is a little bit of a, the irony with our site, is that it's hard to find stuff in libraries that will work for games, but you can always get stuff to work for your games if you go out and record it yourself. And I think a really great example of that are racing and, and flight simulator games where if you have the sound of an old World War II aircraft, it's hard to find, you cannot find in any other libraries um, the, the, a real World War II aircraft engine loop that, that loops correctly and uh, replicates the different sound, the RPM levels of an engine. So you have to actually go out, find that plane, record it, record the pilot, you know, spinning it up in different RPM levels, and uh, then you take all your source material and you cut it into a format that's good for games. So, you know, if you, it's a great, sometimes it's, it, it just makes this game sound better when you have all your original source, and sometimes you don't have any choice but to go out and record it yourself because of the demands of the, the material in the game. And like racing games are the same way, like it's, there's, it's hard to find like, you know, cars and race cars and so forth that were correct with engines 
looked at your um, customer list, you have a lot of customers that are outside of gaming. So even if people aren't going to use it for their video game, can you talk about other applications of your sound effects, uh, whether yeah, yeah. for websites or flash simulations? Yeah, we do tons of stuff. Like uh, all the app developers are really into our library right now because um, uh, everybody needs like little sounds and like alerts and stuff for their applications. So we do a lot of licensing for that. So you're talking about like iPhone apps or, or yeah, iPhone apps, um, a lot of web interfaces, some hardware. You know, um, we do license out to like if somebody's making it has a, a digital interface for their printer or something and need like UI user interface. Yeah. UI is user interface. Need the sounds for their interface. They license stuff from us. Um, we do a lot of independent film. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of broadcasters. Broadcasters use this stuff as well. So it's not just built for games. We start with broadcast level stuff and then conform it for games. But we found that there's a lot of interactive agencies doing like maybe they're building a, a web banner that's got an animation in it and needs some sounds. That often acts uh, with this uh, operates under the same limitations that game audio does. So they'll license stuff out of the library for that because they need a quick little button clip, a button click, or they need a you know like a reveal sound, or they need a need a short clip of music to play under it. So. Specifically, and interactive developers more broadly. And where can people find out more information then about, or actually just start listening to sounds and see if they're appropriate and start buying them? Uh, soundrangers.com. All you have to go to soundrangers.com and uh, you can start auditioning and listening to your stuff straight out of the gates. Thank you very much.